that you will be blessed. This morning, it is such a privilege to be here worshiping with you. Just sharing fellowship and worship and prayer. It is a privilege for me each time I step through this door to be in the company of the people of God. What an honor. Can we just worship our God this morning? It is such an honor, hallelujah, to be in the house and to just be together again, just praising the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, as I stand to deliver this word, Hallelujah, I am not my own. I belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's indeed a privilege for me to deliver this word. And I crave your prayers. I crave your support as you sit here, Lord, and even up here alone. Pray for me. Just pray for me as I deliver this word. And I depend on the Holy Spirit of God, my holy helper, to help me to deliver this word in humility. This morning, you know, I will be speaking to you on the topic worry versus seeking first the kingdom of God. Can you say that you with me? Worry versus seeking first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Give this word to the Lord. Have your way, Lord. So, even as we have been continuing, you know, with this overarching theme for this month of August, and it has been our theme for the year, the kingdom. Hallelujah. We know that the kingdom exists where the will of God is being done. The kingdom of God exists where the authority and the leadership of Jesus Christ reigns. The kingdom of God exists where the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is in, in charge of our lives and he rules and he reigns in our lives. So the kingdom of God is with, within us. The kingdom of God exists right here, right now in our midst. Each of us who have accepted salvation by faith, hallelujah, are a part of the kingdom of God. No special privilege, hallelujah. No special privilege. Ah, it is not just for prime minister or governor general because you know persons in those categories have special privileges. Hallelujah. And they have their security detail. We don't need none because the angel of the Lord encamp round about them. Hallelujah. That fear him. Glory to God. So we don't need any security details. We're going anywhere anytime because we are children of the Most High God and we're a part of his kingdom. So I'm going to be hoping to do a very, a very brief sermon this morning and sing a prayer for me. Praise God. I hear your sister name. Pray for me in the name of Jesus. Uh, because sometimes with every good intention. But I hope that the Lord will help me this morning. So as we labor on this theme of the kingdom, hallelujah, and as we we um we we we, we see the priority of the kingdom uh over the past few weeks, we have been, you know, encouraging, you know, the brethren, the people of God to seek. First, the kingdom. Seek the things that are priority in the kingdom. Seek the things that are important to God. Those things should also be important to us. And as we, we labor this theme, it brings into sharp focus. Focus. The many things that compete for our attention. Holy things, Right? Our health. Sometimes that is because if we don't have health, we don't have anything. So as we hear anything wrong or anything kind of you go doctor and we say test, you know, diagnostic test, we start to worry. Don't start to be, yes, because they say I want no, I want to make God, you know. So of course we start 
to worry. So all these things, you know, compete for attention, our relationships, our marriages, our children, the mortgage, the rent, the light bill, the water bill, the bill payments, all the things that we possess, our businesses, our children. Because sometimes we have some children where, you know, they're not so stable and they're not going in the right direction. But, you know, we continue to pray. These things are a distraction sometimes and it competes against the time, the quality time that we should give to our God and the priorities of the kingdom. Amen. Can I hear an amen? The house and the car and the smartphone and the smart TV, all these things. And, and not to mention all the other demands and distraction of this life. In fact, if we are to be true for ourselves, brothers and sisters, and if we are to be true before God and all mankind as our places, right, we will admit that most times we allow these things to become more important. Amen? And of course, we give them more priority than our relationship with God. Yes, and more prominence than the business of the kingdom of God because we never have time because there are so many things competing for our time and our attention. And brothers and sisters, as if that wasn't enough or isn't enough, we have COVID-19, mm, the pandemic. And as far as it's looking like going nowhere, no time soon except our Lord God Almighty who is in control of everything. Say, all right, your time up, done. But if you not step in, nobody can do nothing about it. All right, public anxiety and worry and concern is on the rise in most countries across the world as the coronavirus keeps mutating. And we know the word mutating means changing. It comes up and then it goes so. So suddenly so develop a vaccine here and a treatment here and they find a way to counter here. Some other form of it, some other variant of it which is happening right now and it is in our island, right? It is here. And of course, this is causing increase in the case and number of infected adults. And guess what? The last three they were trouble the children, you know? You don't know this? It never affect the children, but guess what? This new strain, this new variant is attacking teenagers and children. In some countries, children over 12 are being given vaccine because you know, if get when and age group, then a trouble. We have only one children's hospital in Jamaica. And every year, they're under pressure. So can you imagine if it break out here among the children? Sister Yasmin. All right, so it is putting our, our healthcare system and facilities, it is putting pressure on our, our, our healthcare workers, all who live and leave them, I'm gonna call them over the mark. They have to be calling them out to work. It is putting pressure on our medical supplies and running out of oxygen and bed. The hospitals are bursting at the scene and all these things cause us to worry. The head of states and governments are trying at most to contain the pandemic by tightening containment measures, protocols, including curfew hours. We have to start the home earlier now and lockdowns and reduce number at public gatherings and the church is no exemption. The church is not excluded. All of the above, brothers and sisters, at some point shift our focus from God. Amen. And the priority of the kingdom 
and may cause worry, stress, and fear. And we know that this song that we normally sing, Sister White have to call the name when you come on to some of the old songs. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. And if there is ever a time we have troublesome times, it is no perilous times are here. Hallelujah. The song says, Master, Master, the tempest is raging. The billows are tossing high. But guess what? We have a master who is in control. And when he's ready, he's going to say, Peace. Be still. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But this morning, people of God, we don't want to be a part of the worry and the anxiety and the panic. We want to be a part of the prayer. We want to be a part of the prayer that is going up. We want to be a part of the praise that is going up. We want to be a part of the worship that is going up. We want to be a part of those seeking the priorities of the kingdom for such a time as this in the earth. Can you worship the Lord and say hallelujah? Of course, we are concerned about what is happening. And it would be very irresponsible of us if we were not concerned. We need to be concerned. We are citizens of this country. We are still living in this earth, even though this case is not our home. We are citizens of heaven, but for the time being, Sister Sandy, we have to stay here. So. so once we are here, we have to be concerned. And it is fine, it is okay, and it is good that we are concerned. Hallelujah. But also, we must understand that neither you, Brother Ken, Minister Ken, nor me, Jennifer, nor Sister um, Cynthia, their Minister Lauren, none of us have any control over this. We can't do nothing about this. All of, all of this is in the hands of our Almighty God. And nobody, nobody, as a matter of fact, outside of us here, none of us have control over this because Oh, my God, have it locked. You know that you know the term, eh? Yes, man, you think we don't know it? We are still Jenai, no? We are still Jenai. Amen. Yes, our Jehovah God have it what? Locked. All right, so we just don't need to worry about it. Just leave it to him. It is under his control. And guess who have the final say? Jehovah have the final. Amen. People can say, I can. Jehovah have the final say in this matter. Nobody has, no prime minister, no president, nobody have the final say. Jehovah have the final say. And so we ask ourselves this morning, should I worry? Or should I be focused on seeking after the priorities of the kingdom? We should take precedence this morning. So this morning I invite you to turn with me and let us read from the Gospel of Matthew 6, 25 to 34. We're reading it this morning, and we'll keep reading it from the most of the read it again. And he says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away anything in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? 
Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about those? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Uh, if that is how God clothes the, 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 the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow it is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You are here today? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the unbelievers, run after these things too. Yes, so we can't join them. We are what? We are believers. We are believers. So the pagans run after these things too. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we don't need to go into tomorrow and take up the troubles of tomorrow. Amen. Let us just live, the song says, one day at a time. Sweet Jesus, that is all I'm asking of you. Now as we go along, we may observe that verse 25 of this scripture begins with therefore. <laughs> and for those of us who are students of the word, we will understand that this indicates that there is something that was said before, Brother Ken, something that happened before in a previous chapter or verse that we need to give attention to and to see what it is there for. Alright? So, Matthew 6 cannot be, be, be looked at in isolation. It cannot be devoid or divorced from Matthew chapter 5 because this is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. Because some of us think that the Sermon on the Mount was just what Jesus preached to the people and his disciples that day. But the Sermon on the Mount continues up to chapter 7. Alright? So when you're reading again, read the whole of them. 5, 6, 7. Alright? So, it is a continuation of, of, of um, chapter 5 where Jesus laid some fundamental teachings and tenets, principles about kingdom. Yes, he started to lay the kingdom principles right here. How we as believers, the attitude that we should have as kingdom people. Yes, the, the, the values of the kingdom and how as Christians we should live in the kingdom. So if we are a part of the kingdom of God, the promises in chapter 5 are ours. As long as we are embracing and are willing to embrace the kingdom principles that Jesus laid. And of course, some of the, the things that he, he promises he made in this, and they come with promises and rewards, and it is a guarantee that we will receive them. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For what? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And he continues and he continues. 
Then Jesus in chapter 6 taught the disciples how to give, how to pray, how to fast, and taught them that true righteousness is eternal, internal, and that our motive in giving, praying, and fasting, and service to mankind and to God should bring glory to the name of God. It should not be for public show and public display. It, is, it should not be for self-glory. And he, he also talked about who our master should be and where our treasure should be. So all of that is culminating now in this few verses that we are looking at. And this verse is saying to us, do not worry. Do not worry. But don't we all worry? Don't we all worry? If you worry and you know it, say amen. If you worry and you know it, say amen. Yes, we all worry. I worry. Yes, and sometimes I put some little trivial things too. Not true. Trivial things that sometimes we think say, you know, that too trivial for our God, our God, our great, big, wonderful God to handle. You understand me? Sometimes it's all in the neighbor, dog. Not true. We come over your yard. It's true. And the neighbor come and fall. You come scratch out your phone or your plan. You come December. Right? Yes, all them little things sometimes bother you. And the tree where I'm over your yard, where the leaves them are drop off and I pull up the ties. That's what I'm auntie. There's a neighbor behind you with a, with a big mango tree. And a aki tree, brother, brother, and, and <clears throat> I am not 16 anymore. Right? And when the yard, when I pay the man how much clothes to cut the yard, I want 16 a good couple of years. Not true. Come on, it's hard to come by. And sometimes as you look, the yard full of leaves. And then the tree come up over the line where the clothes come up and so they can dry. Not true. So if me follow all of that now and whatever it is in my shop, if I was a contentious person here in this neighbor, would be come. Not true. Yes, man. So the spirit said to me, said, leave it. You know, I'm gonna tell you that tell me the same thing. Left it. And so then I did. And guess what? One man you wake up and the tree chop off. And we never have to say nothing. And we never have to do nothing. So it doesn't matter how trivial the situation is. Our God, He knows. He knows the desires of our heart and He hears and He answers. Yes. I also had another situation quick, quick, where, where um, there were some little um, teenagers, right? That during the, the time when things were tighter and everybody was locked down because, you know, they, are, they, they get bored easy. And they had to be going in, go going inside very early. I couldn't go play football and all of that. Too. One of them is my neighbor's son. So of course, his friends would come to visit him and they would sit around the back of the yard and have a jolly good time. But guess what? When me and Brother Ken going tired and he want to listen to the news, right? You hear the noise over there, you know? And it really get to me. It was really getting to me. And one day Brother Ken hear me and talk about it and he said, let's see, nothing will last forever. And I decided to have a beer because at that time the God was brother can be talk to me. The spirit talked to me different ways, you know. And I decided to have a leave it. And I never say nothing. And then one day to come, Brother Marge, we not hear no sound over here. 
So I bumped into the mother one day, and she just started telling me some things. You know, I got in early enough one evening, and I saw her. And she started telling me, said, oh, they run at the back one night, and then they are one and carry on. And then there was a huge sound on the roof, a big sound. They were looking, and they couldn't see what caused the sound. They never knew a walk. Everybody behind and tell the friend. Everybody disappeared, and guess what? From that night, no me don't keep out of the backyard. I mean, who could it be? Jesus, take care of Everybody can love. Right? So my God is mighty and he can do anything. No more nights in the years. We can watch news and have peace. Amen. Amen. So I am saying all of this to say that we worry. Yes, and um, there are different things, some trivial and some significant. In the chapter we read, the word is saying to us that we are not to worry about anything pertaining to life, what we eat or what we drink. Some of us worry about, as a matter of fact, some of us don't even have to worry about food because we have more than enough. We have more than we can cook, we have more than we can prepare. What gets what we worry about is when we have a food. Because it's so much, you don't know what to choose. It's true, it's true. Am I speaking the truth, brothers and sisters? Yes, and then you have some who don't have nothing at all, Sister Sandy. They look to the right and to the left and neither come and nothing. Right, so they too worry about what they're going to cook, what they're going to give the children. Some of us don't have to worry about clothes because we have, we have more than enough. Some of us have clothes that we have not worn in a long time. We don't even have to repeat. Yes, but guess what we worry about? All the clothes fit with. I always look poorly. You understand me? And then you have some who don't have no clothes at all. Very little to play with. So you might say, you know, I don't fit over, over, over. And they worry that they need some clothes. Right? They need a change of outfit and they need to look different. So here it is. We worry. And we worry about different things. Yet, yet in, 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 this, in these few verses, Jesus is saying to us, as he spoke to an audience, Brother Ken, student of the word, and this audience was not from the Western modern culture that we are in today. It was an audience from the ancient Eastern culture who barely had enough to survive. But guess what? Even though it was said thousands of years ago to an, an audience of a different dispensation and culture, guess what? It still applies today. It is relevant today. It is applicable today. So the same word is coming to us this morning. Do not worry. Do not worry. In this passage of scripture, there are some promises and instructions and reasons that Jesus gives about why we are not to worry and solutions of what we should do instead of worry of the things that we should seek after and the things that should take priority over worry. So let us listen to what Jesus is saying. Three times in this passage, Jesus instructs and commands us, do not worry, don't worry, do not worry. He says it in verse 25, 
do not worry. He says it in verse 31. Can we bring up the scripture, please, so that our audience can see what I'm saying to them? Verse 25 said, do not worry. Verse 31 said, do not worry. And verse 34 says, do not worry. Jesus didn't just give this command for giving it safe. Because we know our Jesus, he always had some example to substantiate it. To support it and to back it up so that we can relate to it and see from our level what he is talking about. Right? He does not speak in oblivion of everything else that exists around him. He always tries to associate it with something that is common in our lives or situations that we have to live with. So, of course, he supports his statements and so instructs, he instructs us not to worry because, number one, right is done, we have a master. Amen? We have a master. And if we look back at verse 24, it says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what some version say, mama, what mama mean, money. Right? So some of us, our wealth and what we have in the bank and our different accounts and investment account and um, foreign exchange account, sister Alvin and all the different accounts. Believe you, me, we sit and, you know, I mean, you know, some people check them every day. Yes, and, and they ensure that all is well, and you know, what it is that, what the things that they possess in this life is all. We sing about this morning, the song, You're All That Matters. For some people, that is all that matters. And we are talking about in the kingdom, in the church, and out of the church, that is all that matters. So, we can serve two masters. So, this morning, let us examine ourselves and ask, who or what is our master? And who or what controls us? Who controls us and what is our master? So he's saying to us, we can't be two master. We are either going to be a servant or slave to the earthly temporal values we possess or seek after our heavenly master and give priority to the things of our master in the kingdom. If there is no priority and no order to what we seek after, then one master. So if there is no order and no priority, and we can make a decision as to which one of the masters we are going to serve, guess what going to happen? One is going to get more attention than the other. Can the people of God say amen? And some of us have many masters, so many things that consumes and control us. And if God, let me tell you this, brothers and sisters, if God is not your master, let me tell you something. If you can't decide who are your master, you're in trouble. You have a worry to worry about. So, be careful, the scripture is speaking to those persons who are ready and willing to decide which master you serve. And if you can decide that, and if you have decided on that, only one master you're supposed to have. And who is that? 
and that setting, I said, this one was heavy because even after it stopped, there was something that my daughter gave me that swings and it was just swinging. It was just still swinging and I said, my goodness, this was heavy. It was heavy. And when I got word of the measurement, the magnitude and the rectus scale, that's why I come back. Yes, we don't know. Yeah, man, I was a student of history and geography. I love them kind of things here. And listen to me now. On the Richter scale, superintendent, um, um, senior superintendent, seven point something. Now, if Jamaica and land was the epicenter, uh, this morning, we don't know about that one. Weeping and wailing and national of teeth. Somehow we couldn't even find each other because nobody was expecting it. It was just shaped down some building, some high rise. It just shaped it down. Hallelujah. That is how powerful and awesome our God is. He is in control. We can't stop it. We have to just stand up and watch the big, beautiful house where we've been a, a shaped down. We have watched the earth and swallow up the car. Yes. Swallow up the BMW. And we first hear these. Swallow it up. Right? And we could do nothing. So, why you think Jesus and managing us like this? Don't set your heart and your affection and the things that you are here. They are temporal. They will not last. Instead, store up your treasures up here eternally. And the only way we can do that is by seeking. Hallelujah. By seeking the priorities of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The second reason he gave us is that we have a father. And Jesus pulled our attention to the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. And he said, if I take care of those, how much more will I take care of you? How much more will I feed you? And how much more will I take care of you? And in the example of the bird, if we notice, Jesus said to them, your heavenly father will take care of you. If I take care of the bird, of course, I, your heavenly father, will take care of you. Never said the bird, them heavenly father. He never said the flowers, them heavenly father. He is their creator. He is our father. They were not made in his image and likeness. Hallelujah. Me and you, Minister Maynard, me and you, Brother Benny, all of us here were made in his likeness. So if we belong to him and like him, create me and make him our heavenly father, he is going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us because he knows our every need. He knows our every need. Hallelujah. So we need to trust him. Right? And if you notice the word, they're sit down in and fall up. They're not working up. They're busy up. And whatever God provides for them, they make use of it. But sometimes God makes provision for us because we are not for more. We say about that. So if I saw him, we say, you know, this my brother March and cook keyboard steak over there. You say, I should have keyboard steak. Oh, brother March, he had keyboard steak. I mean, I did sign. I decided in God provide. Thank him for it. The prayer that he taught us to pray. Say, give us this day our daily bread. And you see, when we are faithful in little and thank him for little, he will provide more. And that is the word of the Lord, not me. Say so. Hallelujah. 
So the birds were busy, and if I see them, see them, so they pick it up, and because guess what? They create a provide, and they are grateful, and they sing, and they flap their wings, and they have a jolly good time, and that is how we are to be before, you know, our Lord and Savior. So let us not worry about food and clothes like the pagans and the unbelievers. Let us demonstrate our faith in God who honors his words over his name. If you tell us everyone to do it, he's going to do it. He says he will take care of our every need. He says that he will take care and he will provide for his children. And that is what he says. And that is what he means. And that is the reason we, he taught his disciples to pray. And he said, he said, in this manner, therefore pray. Our Father, take with me everybody, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, our debts, 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 debts that we can forgive those who are our debtors and who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation. And I want for temptation, you know, most persons think that temptation and just flesh is something. And it's about a fornication and adultery. It's a holy for temptation. But we ask the Lord this morning to keep us from the temptation of worry. Yes, help us, God, that we will not be tempted to worry. But each time, you know, certain things come across us, we know we have a master. Hallelujah, because we are his servants, and his responsibility is to take care of us. And we know we have a father, and he's not just any father. He's not a father we're running if you pick the devil on the to them. It's a father who takes care of his children and provides for them. So the more we pray and the more we spend time with our father, we will be closer to him. We will have a stronger relationship with him and we will learn more how to trust him and to take him at his word so that he can honor his word and honor his promises in our lives. And the final point is we're not to worry because we have a future. We are not to worry because we have a future. And it is our culture to you know, be concerned about the future. You know, everybody come predict environmentalists, predict um, global warming, and of course it's a fact. You know, the economists predict, predict what will happen to the world markets and what will crash and what will, whatever, whatever. We have the scientists predicting, and everybody come, want to have a piece in, in what they have to say, but the future don't predict already. We don't need no more because we are already told what will happen. Amen. We already know this just in the course of time that it will unfold. So when I come with your new brother Ken, you know it is no news because we already know because the script was left with us that we can keep abreast with what is happening in this time and in this season. So we have a future. So brothers and sisters, let us not be concerned about what's next. We always want to know what's next. Alright, but our master will tear, take care of what is next because only he knows what is around the corner, around the bend and over the hill. If we stand up here so we can only see as far as our view, our vision can take us to the other point. If I can look up that road and see what I want, 
You understand? And I can't look up here and see what I'm up against what God sees. He knows. And that's why sometimes when we're on the road and we're just up here, divert we. Sometimes you say, Lord, I don't walk this up. Lord, I turn and go so because guess what? It happened to me. One day I was heading to do some business and I always have a route that I drive. And you know, in the program, and I, I drive soup, um, senior soup. And I was going. And just as I was around to go, go around the keep to me. I'm going down the road of the normal, but I'm at the gate now and I'm going to catch the catch the days in time. The spirit of God said, don't drive here. And he said, why? He said, what? And sometimes I'm not always, always obedient, you know. Sometimes that is what I'm working and I'm doing much better now. But I can tell you just time, you know, tell you to say that. Yes, sometimes, you know, you just want to hear it. I'm saying the shortest route that. And he said, all right, spirit of God. And that me, I said, no, to you know, anytime you talk to me, I'm saying, thank you, my friend, thank you, Holy Spirit. I am going to obey you. I am going to listen to you because when I listen to you, I can't go wrong. I am always on the right side when I listen to you. It may not seem that way to me through my natural eyes, but when I allow the spirit of God to take control and I listen to him, I can't go wrong. And I've proved it so many times. I just say, when I turn, yeah, that we went to to turn. And afterwards, I understand that there was a big thing down here because it's the road with the pretty left hand. They block off soldiers. So you told them to me, would have gone out there, but stuck and would catch down here. You understand? Because I would not be able to get out of that in time to catch where I was going. So it is important to listen. So the Holy Spirit is our discerner. Our oh God knows the future and he knows sometimes this might look trivial and sound trivial to some people, but it is a fact. Don't discount the ability and the awesomeness of your God. He's able to do all things and anything and everything that is necessary for him to do to supply our needs and to provide for us and to protect us because we have asked him to do that. So, our life is fragile. Our life is short, time is short, so let us not waste the currency of time. Time is a precious currency. No US dollar, euro dollar, nothing can precious like the time that the Lord has given us in this earth. So let us use that currency, currency wisely, right? The currency, currency wisely so that we can invest it in eternal things and eternal values. Alright, so let us not sit around, you know, complaining and worrying about the future, but let us use our time wisely. There is no need for us to worry or to be anxious about tomorrow, for God has gone already to our future. You believe that? In the way ahead of it, He has already gone into our future and He's taking care of the things for tomorrow. So don't bother making your thoughts drift there. He's making a way. We just sing the song, He makes a way. But our backs are against the wall and we think it over. He brings down giants and walls and all the obstacles in our way. Let us leave it over. God, hallelujah, and the people of God say, Amen. Glory to God and He will make a way and make provisions for tomorrow because you know what He says to us for the plans I have for you, said the Lord, our plans to prosper you, Sister Jackie, our plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. That is the word of the Lord. 
That is the word of the Lord. He promises us a future. And we know that his word is yea and amen. So instead of worrying and becoming anxious, let us get busy in the kingdom. Let us get busy about kingdom business. Let us get busy about the priorities of the kingdoms. The kingdom, we are most times more concerned with the things that are ordered by the kingdom of this world. We are concerned with the things of the flesh, the things that gives our flesh this um, pleasure. You know, we are concerned about our own business and our own pleasure and our own comfort. And these are all temporal and can only bring eternal value on this side of eternity. It cannot go any further than here. So let us be careful. Let us be careful what we invest our time in and how we spend our time on the things that are temporal and have no eternal value. Our master wants us, our master and father wants us to pursue the lordship of his kingdom, pursue his kingdom, which is his heart. Hallelujah. God wants us to be willing to surrender every year of our lives to his lordship. And our focus should be on the things of the Lord. Uh, the things that, 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 that are, are eternal, that those are the things that should fill our lives and cause us not. Because if we, if we fill our lives with these, these other things, you know, it is going to cause us anxiety and it is going to cause us worry. Because when you invest the money from the stock market, are we investing in our portfolio? So we just the the the, 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 um, the organization that crash or the market that you know what some people have a heart attack. Yeah, some people drop down without you look at the amount of millions, but they're not gonna lose. Because guess what? All of their value is on this side. And if they lose it, it's like they lose everything. And for some of them their lives are over. I think I think Brother Ken can attest this that there's a gentleman we know, he was in business for years and things went bad and you know, things went bad at the bank, his house, lovely house, nice house. And you know what the man do? He committed suicide. Why, sister wife? Because all his values was on this side. So when the bank kept the house and said, his life is life over. Life over. And unfortunately, nobody read the signals. And he committed suicide. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Let us take heed this morning. So. I'm going to do a brief demonstration here. Very brief. There are things that we should give priority to. Can everybody see what is happening? I have two containers on this table. Both of them are the same size, the same capacity. Right? No different from the other. Right? And these two containers represent our lives. In this one, there are some things that fills our lives. The mortgage, the rent, the people that we are in trouble, the school, the back to school supplies where we are supposed to, to find money to buy, you know, our jobs, the manager were giving us a warm time, the supervisor that giving us a warm time, the promotion that we have to get that is not forthcoming, the landlord we are giving notice and so we have to move our rest, the power in victory. And there are so many things, our jobs, you know, children giving us trouble, marriage not going right. Oh, kind of thing, just think about them. 
Just I give you one second to think about it because all of us are faced with them in one way or the other. What I am faced with is not what Sister Alevine is faced with or what Sister Deaconess Warmington is faced with, but we all have our situation. And of course, brothers and sisters, these things are important because we need them to start out to serve that, don't we? So we're not going to discount that. And I'm not going to tell you that it is not important. They are important. And then, no, there are the other things that we really want to do. But guess what? Them, some of y'all block it. <clears throat> no time for the priority of the kingdom. So we know that we need to spend some more time in prayer. We really want to spend some more time in a prayer. And, you know, all of that. But we're not speaking because there is something here. So the other things where the scripture does start off that Then, of course, we know that we need to spend more time in the Word and spend more time in the presence of the Lord. And, of course, in our feet. We want to do it, you know? Right? But it's not sitting because we have no space. And then we know that we need to support church some more, small ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, yeah, yeah. You know, give some more time to the kingdom, join Bible study and Sunday school. You understand what guess what? What happened here, so? Not fitting. And there are so many other things. We need to spend some more time praying for our unsafe family members. We need to find some more time to get um, get involved in outreach. And we need to find some more time, you know, just to, to, to grow our spiritual lives. Some of us are way, way, way behind because we have no time. Neither to read the word, neither to pray, neither to come at church, neither to get involved in a small ministries, neither to give your input anywhere. Pastor, if you an appointment, I tell you, you can't do it because you're too busy with everything else that is temporary. So see it here. So, let us look now, let us re-prioritize, let us reorder and do what the word of God says. He says, seek ye first. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is his heart, and all the other things will be added. So, never reorder them and see what happens. So, And we're going to try and spend some more time with Bible study and reading the word. Alright? So we're going to stop trying all the words to do it. Alright? So we are going to prioritize now. Alright? So here it is. And then we are going to, you know, take care of all the other things for the kingdom. All the other things for the kingdom. And then now. We are going to do this. What happens here? What happens here? Seek ye first. Give me the priority. Give my kingdom the priority. Do the things that concerns me. And everything else will fit. There will be room for everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the priorities of the kingdom, and everything else. See there? You see, what was it fitting over here? 
Was it pretty mama here, brothers and sisters? No. But see here, everything old. Because guess what? We seek to give priority where the priority should go. Can we worship the Lord this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. So let us let us let us give priority to the kingdom. Yes, let us let us start praying for our communities that we live in and the community that the church exists in. Let us start joining Bible study and Sunday school and men's ministry and women's ministry and yeah, yeah, and outreach and just give our time and our talent and our resources to the kingdom of God. So brothers and sisters, as we live here today, let us choose to see and give priority to the things of the kingdom of God that will secure eternal values and eternal future with our master and our father. Let us convert our fear into faith. Let us direct our energy upwards and not downwards. Let us direct our energy upwards and not earthwards. Let us exchange earthly values for that which will lead to our eternal reward. Let us seek first the kingdom of God and to give it priority so that we will we will secure eternal values in an eternal future with our master and father. So brothers and sisters, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let us make our request, our petition be known unto God. And the peace of God, our master and father, that surpasses and transcends all understanding, will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. May God bless you today. May God bless you today. And I trust that you have been edified from this word. It is not my word. It is the word of the Lord. And I trust that today we will see 